Welcome to the inaugural episode of Safe Home, a podcast about the not-so-straight path of healing for troubled teens and their loved ones. I am Joy, a teen recovering from substance use, suicidal ideation, depression, and anxiety. And I'm Joy's mom, Beth, and I am walking beside him as he works hard for his recovery while I work hard on my own personal growth and healing. We have created this podcast to transform the pain we've endured over the last several years into helping other troubled teens and their loved ones. We want to share what we've learned, what we've seen, what has worked, and what hasn't. We are not experts in anything except our own stories, and we encourage you to seek out professional help if you are struggling. We have a list of resources in the description. Please note that this episode contains some swear words, descriptions of drug use, and mentions of suicide attempts, and may not be appropriate for sensitive listeners or younger children. We want to make sure everyone knows that this podcast is not glorifying or endorsing illegal activity or substance use. This podcast is for educational, prevention, mitigation, and harm reduction purposes. We call this podcast Safe Home for several reasons. Primarily, we want this to be a safe place for teens, parents, addiction field professionals, teachers, coaches, and other support people to talk about difficult topics related to addiction and mental health. We also believe in the concept of harm reduction, and Safe Home reminds us that our top priority is making things safer for our troubled teens. As a mom, my primary priority has always been to help Joey stay safe, as in alive, no matter what else is going on. And now, we are both going to give you our own perspective of the last few years' difficulties, which will serve as our introduction for this podcast. First, Joy's going to share his story. Well, I guess I'll start from where I'm from. I'm from Japan. Yep, Japan. That's all I really know. I was adopted at seven months old by my mother here and my father. I was brought back to California and lived here for the past 17 years of my life. I now know that my adoption affected me pretty drastically. I now suffer from depression, anxiety, and abandonment issues and trust issues. I know that I struggle with abandonment because I lost my birth mother through the adoption. But for the first years of my life, I didn't comprehend the loss. At the age of four, things kind of turned in my life. My adoptive parents got a divorce where my mom physically left the house. This is another mother figure in my life leaving me, which my four-year-old self thinks. I still carry this thought even knowing now that it was just two people with their own struggles and them separating for their best interests. This was a bear on me, the divorce, but I didn't know things would get more tough down the road. In middle school, I was bullied a lot. At that time, I didn't know what to do about it. But when high school came around, the bullying still continued, but I found drugs. The first psychoactive drug I took was cannabis, which was around my freshman year. After that sophomore year, I took acid for the first time. Then the journey into psychedelics was on for about a year. I had tried acid, shrooms, mescaline, peyote, DMT, and salvia, a journey which taught me so much but had consequences in the end, my mental health. After my journey on psychedelics, I was hospitalized for attempt of suicide. This was the first of many trips in and out of hospitals and treatment programs. My life had turned. After learning about so much in hospitals, I came out with a mindset to get fucked up and die. This was my journey into harder drugs like Xanax, Perks, MDMA, and more. After about two years of this drug journey, 
I came to the realization that my life is more precious than I had previously thought it to be. My journey is not over and I'm still struggling with addiction and mental health issues. But I'm much more stable now, better than I have ever been before. I've graduated high school a few months ago and I've just landed my first job. Things are finally looking up for me. I thought with the help of my mother making a podcast about my past struggles with drugs and mental illness, I could help get people through their own struggles. Our dream is to use this media to get the word out there to those who are suffering that they're not alone, and there's hope for healing. I don't know all the answers yet. Is there anyone who does? But with my experiences, I know they do hold some weight and can possibly help. And now my mom will share her perspective on the last few years. Thanks, Joey. I'm so proud of you. Okay, here's my story. I grew up in a fundamentalist Christian family, and I was a true goody two-shoes. My parents brought in teenage foster kids when I was little, and their drug and alcohol use created an enormous amount of chaos in our home. Therefore, I avoided the partying lifestyle completely. I have never been drunk, and as an adult, I've tried weed, but like Bill Clinton, I didn't inhale. Ah, I couldn't. (sighs) I loved parenting Joey when he was little. Until adolescence, he was just a delightful child. We took many fun trips, did all sorts of family activities, and he was a bright light in all our lives. He still is, actually, but in a way different way now. When I look back, there were some signs that Joey was heading toward the ditch. When he was in 8th and ninth grade, he became a little more closed off, more sullen, less chatty. He slept more, and he was less enthusiastic about doing family activities. But I attributed it all to adolescence. He was a great baseball player, he was doing okay in school, and he was generally polite and amiable. It never crossed my mind that he would be using substances. So when I got the call on February 7th, 2019, that Joey had tried to kill himself, my whole world was capsized. I wouldn't find out about his drug use until the next morning when the psychiatrist from the psych hospital called me with his check-in. He told me that the blood test revealed cannabis and also LSD. To say I was shocked is an understatement. The psychiatrist was pretty shocked, too, because he hadn't seen too many 15-year-olds using psychedelics. And I didn't know then, but Joey had been using substances for probably two years before that first hospitalization. The next few weeks were a deep dive into the worlds of mental illness, substance use disorder, and navigating our broken healthcare system. I was absolutely distraught and extremely worried that he would kill himself. In those early days, I wasn't very worried about his substance use because I figured that his forced sobriety from the hospitalizations would quell his use. Silly me. (laughs) His mental health was of primary importance, though, which it always should be, and I was just trying to keep him alive. For many months, I tried to fix Joey, and I used my organizational skills, my newfound assertiveness, and my task-oriented nature to find and acquire as many different treatment options as I could. I had a bad case of supermom syndrome. To make a long story short, none of the treatments that our healthcare system made available for us worked. Almost all of my efforts were ineffective, and Joey kept sliding deeper and deeper into addiction and despair. The one exception is the counselor we found. He's an alternative provider outside of our healthcare system who's helping Joey address the early childhood trauma from his adoption and from my divorce. I credit three things with my being able to manage myself during the excruciating last few years. 
so I didn't end up in the psych ward myself. The first thing is my own addiction to sugar. As of this recording, I haven't eaten sugar or flour for 1,608 days. I'm very familiar with the concepts of addiction and cravings. Second is my previous knowledge about psychedelics because of an excellent book by Michael Pollan I had read called How to Change Your Mind. That book allowed me to be more open-minded than probably most parents would be about Joy's psychedelic experiences. The third thing that has helped me is my own path of spiritual growth that Joy's situation spurred me into. I have employed meditation techniques, studied Buddhism, and delved deeply into the role of trauma on a person's body, mind, and spirit. Joey and I each have our own paths to walk. I've realized that all I can do for Joey is provide resources, support, and most importantly, unconditional love. I can't fix him. He'll have to figure out how to make his life work for himself. And there's really nothing to fix. This is just life. We have both grown tremendously because of Joey's struggles, and we both feel a call to help other families. I am honored you are listening to our podcast, and I really hope that something I say will help someone else, even if it just encourages someone to be more empathetic and compassionate to our struggling teens. So now what's next for Safe Home? The next several episodes will be a series about drugs, their influence on teens and the science behind them. I will be sharing my direct knowledge about the drugs and my experiences with them. We are hoping that these episodes will be valuable, especially for parents, teachers, coaches, peers, and others who are wanting to be more informed and vigilant to prevent and mitigate teens' use of substances. The first substance we'll be talking about will be cough medicine like horsedin in high doses. This is one of my addictions, which led me to overdose multiple times and is very dangerous. Until then, we encourage you to share a podcast with those who you think this may serve a purpose. Please stay safe and stay tuned for our next episode, which will drop soon. Now I want you to hear a song that Joey wrote and recorded in one of his darkest periods about his own life. It's called Worth It. Looking down, staring at the street, never looking up at hope when I mope. When I take the time to think, I geek. Never lose sight that I might end it up tonight. In spite the love I feel tonight, shimmer my eyes of the fact I tried. No one understands my pain, feeling all alone inside. Might as well suicide. Nothing feels alright. Feels alright. Doing all the drugs to numb out. Speaking in tongues to nod out. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Can I come out of this pain manifesting inside me? Someone come find me. Someone came and found me. Out of this ditch I found me. Family and friends stood by me. Now I see the light inside me. Thank God for the light. Now I never feel the fright. Staring at the street, never looking up at hope when I mope. When I take the time to think, I geek. Never lose sight that I might end it all tonight. In spite the love I feel tonight, shimmer my eyes of the fact I tried. No one understands my pain, feeling all alone inside. Might as well suicide. Nothing feels alright. Feels alright.